The gang's all back together. I know. Squatter the symbol! How you doing, Ollie? <sighs> Guys, we can Thanks. finally become Voltron. Yes! <laughs> I, have a, um, I have a new joke. Um, <laughs> Um, so in town here, we recently got a new gang, which is for real. Uh, they wear green and they're trying to dominate the CBD at the moment. So we've had a lot of very fun knife crime. Um, but now, so we now have these guys in green. We have the monkeys in red, black power in blue, uh, tribesmen in black, and the killer bees in yellow, mm. which means we have all the power rangers. <laughs> Those were filmed here too. Their, yeah, boom. With their powers like, combined, Voltron style. <laughs> you know, that's, our, that's what we have instead of the New Zealand army. So Just like a mungy holding on to a black power guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, but I like the premise. Uh, fun fact, but my friend's dad actually directed those, the Power Ranger films. I thought you were saying he directed those really? gangs. Those yeah. gangs, yeah, he's a gang leader. Uh, no, I, a gang. I know artsy people. He's a gangman? He's a gangman. We're Everyone who I know who works. Um, <laughs> there's, there's an art to Power Rangers. I there remember liking Power Rangers a lot as a cool. There's I feel a lot like of, it's huh, very huh, camp. Huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, then going I, back and wondering why the black Power Ranger was a black guy and the yellow yeah. Power Ranger was an Asian woman. Was an Asian but guy. But none yeah. of the others were color assigned. Little problematic. Oh, Kimberly yeah. was pink. Oh, oh that's yeah, true, actually. Robots. Kimberly was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and in, in Japan, where they made it, they're all Asian, so. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> and then old Whitey got a hold of it and was like, what if we can Let's recreate it in Wellington, <laughs> in, in New Zealand, and we'll color code them more. Yeah. So it's really obvious to everybody. Yeah. All right. Mm. Shout out to racism. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a squatter session if we didn't start with something atrocious. Well, it wouldn't be a squatter session with Oliver Scripps if we didn't start with something atrocious. This is why we hit it. <laughs> yeah. This is the true joy of having we, a podcast. We, we Can we just start with shout out to racism? Un, like, unbookended? Like no, no context. Um, <laughs> happy Pride, you guys. Happy Racist Sundays. Sunday? Sunday. It feels Sunday. like it would right be now. a Sunday, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Racist Day? Sunday. Oh, Father's Day. Father's yeah, Father's Day. Day's already Sunday, so that makes sense for my family. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Two and one, birds and sons. Yeah, no, you can do both. He always does. Yeah. <laughs> what? Can we start again? So, um, back Sorry. to episode one. All right, so you're in the town of Farhaven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Wait, Smart. I don't remember Smart. there being a cloud here last time. <laughs> no, it's a cloudy I'm, day this time. I'm from the future. <laughs> I'm going to warn you about all the things not to do. Yeah, don't, um, don't trust... Uh, 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 trust. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I come <laughs> yeah, back, but trust. I'm not helpful at all. I'm like, there yeah, was you're a like, troll. don't trust. Um, there was a guy. Find the also... spider. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Arcus just turning to Marley and Marley being like, "Who are you, Cloud?" And be like, "Oh, wait, you're Marley. I'm Arcus. Hey, Marley, just check your notes so I <laughs> so I know what to tell you." <laughs> Are we, start, are we restarting? Are we doing it, or is, it, is this sure. is the restart? This is this is it. This is it. This is, 
this is the beautiful shambles that is the fate of ison so uh yeah this is a recap review briefing just chat um to round off our story the apple squatter story is over what Um, we we recorded we recorded that final battle against crover the god of power about two months ago now um, the final episode hasn't aired yet i'm editing it as we speak but um just don't yeah. release it. People are going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I figured uh, to have one little thing uh, to release after that, before Ison goes into whatever its future holds, uh, we just have a little chit-chat to, yeah, round it off. So I guess, yeah, we'll go around one at a time. Who's here is the first question. We've got some listener questions. And also if you guys ask each other questions, sorry, sorry you gumdrops, uh, have any questions to ask each other. And then we'll finish off by talking about uh, what your character's future holds, if you've had any additional thoughts about that. So, uh, yeah, first question is, who's here? It me, I'm Oliver. Here. Why are oh, you pointing at, at a screen? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, one of the boxes, like, we're all exactly the same well, way. I, I can you see you top right, so I was pointing top right. Because you t- you were here first, so I thought, so oh, it's me, Oliver says hello first. Um, uh, Oliver, hello, how are you? I used to play band for what? And now I play... Self? No. Um, now now I play at Bartender. So, yay. Hooray. Uh, I'm Josh. Uh, I was Trestlespoon, the rogue gnome. And uh, in the two months prior to recording the last episode, I've moved across the world to Bristol. And I am uh, in a completely different location now. Which is exciting. You do sound further away. <laughs> yeah, emotionally they're away every day. It's that classic Kiwi podcast to Bristol pipeline. Yes, story is all this time. You see it every day. We've lost a lot of good folks. <laughs> uh, I'm Jules. Um, I guess I'm the the first Jules that was on the podcast because now we have a bit of Jules. Um, but <laughs> I'm I'm I guess I'm just the first one. Um, I I play uh, Molly and uh, Sasha uh, and Simon. I guess for those of you who made it across to the gigantic adventures, um, but all within Eisen and all have been very special uh, little pieces of stories along the way. Yeah. Yep. And I'm Jules too, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Go up to by the far right, you can't have it. <laughs> no, it's a reference to Sunny in Philadelphia, and they're very not alt-right. <laughs> what? Yeah, the gang gets alt-right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a social satire on people who are like that, so whatever. Anyway, um... <laughs> Great. Now we've got racism and the alt right in our pocket. Thanks, Oliver. Um, <laughs> I'm Jules Squared. Uh, electric and impaired. No, that doesn't work. Um, Killer Jules. <laughs> I'm Jules also. And I played Arcus, the cloud demon uh, slash menace. Um. And I came in. I came in the the last out of everyone here. <laughs> but, oh damn right! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also didn't leave for a long time and then come back like some people. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> shade. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
enough. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel really bad about. So the way Josh came back in is he. I, I found out that he'd been back in New Zealand for a while, <laughs> and and I asked him Not if he, he told you. Oh yeah, and I asked if he had if he was interested in coming back to the podcast for like a couple of final episodes as we wrap it up. That was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I have something to add to this. Um, you know, you you all know Patch Lambert, friend yeah, of the Patch yeah. Lambert, friend of the podcast on the podcast character. What's his character? Lambert. Right. Lambert. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, was Patch on the podcast? Yeah. He was in one of the live shows. Oh, in a live show, yeah. I don't think he knew that he was on the podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he knows that it's a podcast. He turned yeah. out to a show. I don't think he really knew anything about D and D either. That was, it, but that was kind of the fun. That was, the yeah. Fun. I was talking. I mean, he's got such a. He's got the best kind of D and D voice ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Patch is so great. funny. But I, I genuinely, I, Troy, Troy and I were talking and took to him the other night, and he just like didn't. He wasn't aware that it was a podcast, and we were kind of like, it's so hard to tell with Patch. It's like, is this yeah, a he bit? He could have been joking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this that could be a, a bit. Yeah. Um, you might also not know that you were on the pod. I don't. I can't tell. So that's what did you think the recording microphones were for? <laughs> you I, laugh. I just don't even think he even thought about it. You laugh, but uh, one of the players of the Surge campaign uh, did not know it was a podcast for like two years. Yeah. Um, wow. And- I I expressly said, "Hey, like, do you guys mind if we record these so I can use them as like." as episodes of, of the other stories that are happening <laughs> and everyone unanimously said later. yes like gerard was like yeah that's fine jules was like yeah that's fine and craig was like yeah that's fine and then yeah like two years of doing that and then i, I we were talking about like something about oh, gerard asked like when are these ones being released and craig was like what but here's what do you mean? the thing <laughs> Craig is a Patreon of our podcast, so Craig has just been giving us money every month for what did he think we were doing? Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. We love you. I don't know if he listens. Yeah, good egg, Craig. But he has. Cheers, mate. He is one of the first. One of the first podcast (laughs) Patreon. His name is on every <laughs> that Brad has to do, and he didn't know it was a. It's so that makes me just. Are you cutting um, the intros later, or was he just not listening when you said "G'day, everyone, welcome to episode Boobity Boo"? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess he wasn't listening when I said. Yeah, because <laughs> he I mean, just we always you were start saying with... it to the people. Yeah. But there I mean, are different never... levels of observation that people have, you know? <laughs> yeah, but we also never say this is episode blah because Brad doesn't often know how many episodes he's going to have to cut this one into. So, um, That's so we don't really say That's that. True. We just go, hey, Fadies, welcome back. Last time this happened. He just thought that was a recap just for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm paying for all this premium content and I get this like little session. <laughs> That I get to do every so often with his own introduction and everything. I'm yeah. the most special boy in the world. I guess genuinely, he just thought we were getting an extra game in Eisen that because might have like some consequences. It's not to all for the Eisen. money, like a fool would think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, with 
with peace and love. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's the nicest dude, though, like, just, and really supportive of everything, but just didn't, didn't realize he was a part of it. So it just, it just, you know. Cool. Um, should we <laughs> jump into some questions from oh, yeah. people I'm, who are out there in listener world? I'm dying to know what people want to know. You know, like yeah. what's yeah. their burning questions? So yeah. um, I dropped the ball big time on this in that I haven't been pushing really hard for people to ask questions because I wasn't sure when we would align our schedules to actually get around to doing this. Um, so, yeah, what potentially could have been like, yeah, we got like a thousand questions. We've got like uh, six. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is fine. That's, there's going to be plenty of discussion. We already spent six hours just now talking about Craig. So this is going <laughs> to... <laughs> um, so uh, from the Discord, uh, Ohio, uh, also known as the Gamatron, um, he asked. So this is a question for Oliver, and this is just purely going to be flavour. It's kind of a joke question of when Banfor was in Crover's realm. Uh, did he see the Time Knife, which is a Good Place reference? If you've watched The Good Place, um, I have watched The Good Place. I also have a tendency to to do like a fair amount of drugs <laughs> so you see the time knife every day <laughs> well i mean like i've seen jeremy bury me but i so could you remind me of the of, of the context of the time knife so it's cheaty cheaty sees it and they're like he's like he goes into this altar it is the jeremy bury me part and he's like and the time knife and they're like yes yes we've all seen the time knife I'm going to go with no, because Banffer also does a lot of drugs. So while functionally, <laughs> maybe, realistically, probably not. Because you, you did have that spiel about how you had spent eons in his realm, just like watching universes um, come and go and like realizing that everything is everywhere all at once and things like that, which is really cool. <laughs> Apparently mm. that's a good movie. It's an amazing it actually, movie. It, I need to see it. What? <laughs> everything everywhere all oh yeah no i went and saw that the, um no if it, get back get back to the question went and saw it at the cinema fantastic except yeah. the cinema had a power surge uh, about four minutes and 50 before the film ended in the middle of the emotional climax and the antagonist's decision moment oh no and i was like oh what an interesting story <laughs> and then everyone was kind of looking around and then it just didn't come back on and so like Eventually, like, by just, like, sheer frustration, we picked a member of the audience to go out and figure out what the fuck was going on. And so they headed out, couldn't find anyone, then eventually found someone coming out of another theatre that was like, oh, yeah, they said it was a power surge. And we're like, okay. And then the entire cinema forgot that our our theatre existed, so our power never came back on, nor did anyone come in and check or do anything. How long were you sitting well, it's about it's a decent 12 minutes. Four days. <laughs> Four days, yeah. yeah. I just return. No, um, it, it, we were just there for a long time. Did and they? walked out because the movie had finished, apparently. And then someone was like, oh, you're not going to see the rest of the movie. One of the staff were like, oh, no, the power's still off. And they're like, what cinema are you in? And we're like, 11. And they were like, oh. and then just like started scampering. We're like, oh. We haven't had a Cinema 11 God. since the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> for 40 years um, but no the time knife uh, was not uh, visually uh, available to for um, what for the reason being uh, that this is a different universe and has a different conception and construction of time 
Um, plus, within the realm of power, everything is prismatic and um, and is a um, is a reconstruction of uh, actual material world through the ideas of of power being permeated through a dimensional layer. So, there's a string of words. Take that home. Get it tattooed on your tits. <laughs> Did somebody transcribe that so I have that for the wiki? Um, <laughs> um, very much stolen from the Warhammer 40k universe, which I prefer their conception of gods as being empowered by both belief, uh, sacrifice in their name, and the sort of uh, permeable layer between reality and its own created gods. Um, so they can only influence the influenceable, but when they have enough critical mass they're able to make physical manifestations and, and we also have to pass through their realm in order to travel faster than light. So it's got this multi-layered thing. Anyway, oh my like gosh, space travel. Sweet. In Eisen. Faster than we light, space travel. We have, in well, we have because the whole campaign was a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like no, we went, so, we went the slowest anyway. Yeah. That, was gone. that was slower <laughs> than slower than dark. Um, I think we might be this world's <laughs> longest podcast in terms of like how long it took to do one little yep. like month campaign. Yeah. <laughs> that would, like, that, would that would probably be an award we could win. <laughs> Four years to do twenty days. We'll see how long we sit nice. around a campfire for an hour and a half. Mm. We're we're like the Simpsons. We just it just never it keeps going. Timer. Good Your time is, Josh. I haven't seen your age a day. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. I'm pretty sure Josh has got some kind of crazy warlock patron pact mm. going on to never age. You don't it's look the any different ever. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, that's good. <laughs> but Ollie always looks the same, don't you think? <laughs> Slightly more haggard. Um, I'm not. That's yeah, not. That's uh, not. Uh, what that was, uh, doing the lines. Um, yeah. no, I don't want to no, brag or anything. Point. Juice, but I was just in a course with a bunch of 21-year-olds <laughs> and 20-year-olds who all thought I was their age or younger than them. That's apparently. hilarious. Hey. Even though very, very open about being 27. It's fine. Oh, my it's God, age. 27. Right before you give up. <laughs> I, I, turned, <laughs> no. I turned 36 the day after tomorrow. You're turning what? 36. 36. Well done. Ah, oh, happy birthday for the day after tomorrow. That was yeah. not a good film. But, like, enjoyable. No. I just Fun. ran a D&D like... game for one of our fans' 40th birthday as well this weekend. No, <laughs> God, cool. that was Aww. sweet. His wife emailed the show and was just, like, through the fate of eyes an email and was just like, hey, I've been really struggling as to what to get Christian for his birthday, so... I, but he loves you guys and he loves playing D&D &D and he's always talked to me about what like I should play D&D &D with him. So I thought, what better than to get one of you guys to come to our house and run a game and I'll play in it. And so it's like all of his favorite things all together for his birthday. Oh, that is That's so wholesome. So nice. Yeah. Did you go back yeah. and check if he's a patron? <laughs> yes, he is. He is. <laughs> um, and I, I heard today that um, his his kids were around like they were around while we were playing and sort of been they were trying to keep them out in the other room and i heard today that they um the kids were jealous that daddy got to play the fun game and they pressured him into dming for them today so yes. look at that. oh my god that's got his, so fun. he gatewayed his kids into it after <laughs> i ran last night's game and that's because fate of eisen is a drug uh <laughs> I, I mean, sure I doing... put in parenting lessons 
Like, and do you clean your room before you exit the tavern? No, you don't. <laughs> your character trips over and you've lost five HP. You roll with disadvantage I for the rest that. of the day because you're a naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> uh, I when I run kids' games That's of awesome. D&D, I won't let them get the hit if they get the math wrong. Oh, you absolutely. That is so funny. So I'm like, I'm like what's like... on the dice? What's your modifier? What is that together? And if they get it wrong, like, and I set that up right from the start. And I'm like, if you get it wrong, you don't get the hit. So get the you math right. For real. Oh, man. Yeah. You could also, you could like extend that to outside of math and be like, well, you got a 16 on your roll, which would normally get you, but you also didn't do the dishes earlier. So I'm taking <laughs> away two points. And yeah. <laughs> that so means, actually you know, that only does um, half damage, which also means we yeah. now need to divide that by two. <laughs> Let's go. Don't get it wrong. Honestly, though, D&D is such a, like, fun experience to have as a kid, I think. So mm. that's... You're so much more cool. open to, like, that imagination thing. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you spent the previous four years pretending to be a cat. So, you know, you're sort of oh, and an orc, As a kid, hard. you just want, like, everything, every kind of escape. Because mm. you're, you're starting to come into the realisation of how shit the world is. <laughs> yeah. mm. You're like, actually, I'd just like to be a pretend character in a, in a Dungeons & Dragons game where at the end I could get maybe a cool sword. <laughs> that exists yeah. in my head, just the way yeah. I like it. Yeah, but I'll draw, like, a bunch of pictures of the character and that will make mm. it real. And they'll be terrible, really but everyone will think they're good. Or at least say that. <laughs> no, they'll say it's they good. will be bad. They'll say it's good. Yeah, you can't be mean to a like kid playing D. Your characters are Mary Sue, actually, Anthony. So <laughs> why do you inject diversity where it never exists in the source text? <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Brad, your your storyline doesn't make sense. You twelve-year-old piece of shit. So. <laughs> Hey, hey Brad, we've got another question just rolling in live. Uh, Are you asking people on the Discord? From the Discord, yeah. Uh, So speaking of your lore and your story, um, somebody wants to know, do hogs have knees? Uh, Let's see. I drew a picture of a hog. It's on our website, fateofison.com. If not, Uh, how? And and follow-up question. Do hogs make bacon or glue or both? (laughs) Uh, bacon. The, I've, yeah. I've said in canon that the hog meat is a lot like pork, but it is leaner with a lot, so a lot less fat. But also, they have hooves, so can be can... glued. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Technically. Um, yes, hog, hog, hogs have knees. The picture <laughs> of Foxworthy that I have drawn on our website is very clearly bending his knees. Nice. <laughs> Follow-up question. Sorry to be like completely distracted by this question, but what was? What's the other option? <laughs> what are they talking like a about? Horse. I guess so. Just like hogs of knees. Uh, they just get get bred like um uh, get bred like the Munchkin cats when they yeah. have like no. Th- yeah, third like, follow-up like question it- though. Um, how high? Oh, Jules is keeping us on track. How high can you stack hogs on top of each other to climb over castle walls before you would fall off? That's a genuine question in the Discord right now. Who's asking that? That sounds like Dusty. We're back to pass the pigs' rules, which is three. Okay, three before you yeah. fall off. The how many do you get in past the pigs? What is pa- what? What is past the game. pigs? It's a game yeah. where you have little yeah, pigs and you game. roll them, and like you, d- different points are determined by how the pigs landed. Oh. Hmm. 
It's gambling um, with plastic pigs. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. <laughs> I played. I'm going to go with Oliver's so. answer and say say three. I'm going to say you could stack three hogs before they start getting unstable. Okay. I, I've got more questions rolling in, but if we'll, they didn't we'll, have knees, they'd be way yeah. more stable. We'll put them we back to the on uh, I'll go right. back to the questions that I had written down from uh, other listeners. Yeah. Um, so. Alex White Robinson, who has guested uh, on the podcast quite a few times as Fadan the Necromancer, um, he has said uh, he's been so engaged with the whole thing that it's a challenge to think of things that aren't just, you know, like, what next? Give me some more deets. Um, but he has come up with how hard was it for the players to have your characters level up to 20 for the final battle with all the new abilities and things? Um, or was it just standard fare of like the usual amount of complexity that comes with D&D I mean I've always I've always leveled my characters in a way that makes sense for them in a role play way I've never been one to metagame and do the numbers work and make my characters like the best or hardest hitting or whatever um, if it's something that Marley experienced or wished that she'd had some kind of defense for or um, I don't know like something that killed one of her friends and that she noted it and she was like ah oh, you know, that would be handy for me. Um, that's the sort of stuff I go with. Um, so I guess that's what I did when I leveled to 20. I just went, what has she gone to come across in that time and what makes sense to choose then? And just went with that. And it kind of helps eliminate some of the options, I guess. Mm. Yeah. What do you guys do? Um... Uh, uh, I, I suppose one of the things I would do differently uh, if I played D&D again was, would be to know uh, what I was doing. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't stress me out leveling up to level 20 because I didn't understand what uh, level 20 was and uh, all the powers I had. Uh, I think if you listen to the episode, uh, I, I didn't use uh, any of them. So um, it, it was all good for me. It was all good for me. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was cool. I think I found it really exciting because um, Arcus had had a lot of. Uh, I know I kind of stuck with a bunch of similar spells, and then later on I was able to add in the like necromancy sort of uh, options and uh, add in that extra wizard class onto the. Uh, cleric, cleric class, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, when I first started playing D anD D, when when I was a chillin', um, I actually got like handed down a character for my first uh, game, and that was like a level twelve character when I got it. It was like a druid uh, elf <laughs> um, called Dragonfly. And and so when I played through with that, uh, despite the fact that we didn't like go up very fast because it had already been uh, played with for quite a long time, um, and then we did level up, I did end up getting to the twenties. So I I think like I had a little more experience with having a little more option and what to do and a little more power. Like Spudleys are fun. It's always fun to do little starter characters and start off at level five. Um, but you do get a lot more options when you have more abilities and powers and uh, health. 
I, I finally wasn't dying all the time. Like when I started, <laughs> when I started Fate of Eisen, my health was so low <laughs> um, as Arcus Sweet until geez. we got like, yeah, um, I think I got an amulet of health, which finally actually brought me up. Yeah, to it. <laughs> it like almost doubled your hit points. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Arcus was fucking, who would have thought a cloud had no like constitution? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Oliver had the biggest jump. Um, Banfor went from level ten to twenty while he was yeah. sitting in Rover's um, realm. Yeah, the best he's what, ever done. Is power. Nothing, which I think <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was an interesting one to navigate. Not that um, I, you know, didn't do it in a, in a dead run um, when I realised that we were recording soon. Um, but to like to go because. As Jules says, metagaming is not something you want to engage in, but at the same time, Barbarian Tree, unless I want to push off and like go Bloodhunter and yada yada yada, but um, that would sort of predicate a connection to the material realm. Mm. So like the only development would be internal. So um, I went with the totems, which I think are a bit more analogous to like figuring out this realm and like getting abilities within it so like totem of the eagle so that like your movement can be fly uh, and i just thought the idea of like you know that is pretty fucking funny flying banfor yeah, yeah. like you guys idea. show up back and like show up in the realm like let's go and banfor was kind of just like gently hovering um just like what have you guys been up to um <laughs> so that was sort of where i went but but mostly it was just me big strong um me big strong man um <laughs> yeah. And that was that's nice because that's the role that Banfor has always filled. That's where his sort of natural talent is. So um, yeah, just a hit point pull um, and and just me big strong. Yeah, it was very helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Banfor just yeah soaked up all the damage for the final battle. Like, yeah, no one really. Oh, and and Trantus. Banfor and Trantus really. Yeah. Were the only ones who, who but if I really had were in trouble. landed the second punch, I know. Yeah. yeah. It plagues me. It's very dramatic. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? It pisses yeah. me off. I didn't reach out and grab the stupid freaking ball of power. Like mm. I, 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 I literally am haunted by it forever. I was like. <laughs> Given the thing is, though, it's such a fun plot point. I know. <laughs> yeah. I did consider yeah. it, and then I was like, I kind of want to see what happens. Yeah, where this goes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't actually think Arcus would do anything in this moment. Yeah, I'd love to talk about what it actually means for the future some more, but I'll wait just in case there's a... Yeah, I mean, this it. is a little spoilery if this is getting maybe released. Not before, is it? Is no, it I think this is getting this is this will after. this will release after, after everything else, but oh, okay, we okay. will end this by talking about the the future and things. Yeah, I was going to yeet okay. Trizzle Spoon into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, take the power. <laughs> I had that yeah. in the back of my mind. Was was like the thing was like I really like the sort of um, Groot versus um, yes. Groot and Ratatouille or whatever he's called. Um, <laughs> Ratatouille. Where you know, uh, Rocky it's Raccoon. Just, Rocket. Yeah, boom. Yeah, I like that dynamic and like the master blaster thing, obviously without the um, uh, <laughs> exploitation, exploitative uh, thing, but also quite a fun film. Um, yeah, so I thought that would be cool because uh, I had a pretty strong inclination that based on the way it was being described, it was sort of a net positive or it was like 
the thing that we want to get yeah because of the timing on it it was like it was running out and i was like hmm, interesting but also curious to see what would have happened if it had just evaporated gone right yeah. if it had just gone its own way yeah uh and there was just this raw power either immaterially to be gathered or in one block to be found mm. just in the world yeah in um, actual fact what really haunts me is that i didn't turn around and immediately try and slaughter trantis because yeah, i should have known like i yeah. should have known he was going to go for it the power yep. is his thing so the the, the mm. second that you defeat your enemy turn on your ally it's yep. that's rule number one 100 like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was never really our ally. He just wanted the same thing mm, yeah. as we wanted. We've you know? always been at war with Eurasia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's the next question? I'm aware that um, Oliver also has an out yeet point. Oh, so. that's fine. It's going to go, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a jokey question. How much of it, also from Alex, how much of this was therapy and how much was gameplay and why was all of it both? <laughs> what a wonderful question. I think there's a very uh, interesting question uh, one that's that's pretty obvious for me, but around the, the character creation and motivation, and to mm-hmm. what extent there's just a one-to-one of you, or of of the part of you that you think would be expressed in like a fantasy realm. Mm. Yeah. Is it, what Is does that... that say about you and Ban for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. I, had a, <laughs> I had a massive mentally ill, um, like depresso running around trying to make friends and fucking it up um yeah. so like that was a lot of fun because i was just like hey look it's my problems um and i also get to stab people with my friends <laughs> um but yeah i think like a lot of that backstory and stuff is like it's there from sort of some creative projects of doing uh but looking at it on the face and having people that know me listen to it was like okay that's that's sort of um that's sort of a pretty obvious um close to one-to-one of like you know the the um the lower side of 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 my psyche Mm. yeah i would uh agree with what ollie's saying in that i chose trestle spoon because he was small and i didn't have much confidence and i would follow uh bamfor around for the first i don't know year because i had no uh sense of my own initiative and that was true of life as well um, so I think if I played D&D again, I would maybe be someone taller and someone slightly more in control because I feel, uh, I suppose on a genuine note, I feel the D&Ds helped me to uh, realize some things about myself that, you know, maybe I don't need to be as doubtful about, you know, I have Aww. more control and more power in, in life. Mm. Uh, as I did in the game. You don't have control in D&D, you have opportunity. Yes. Yeah, and you make your own luck to a certain point, and the dice will fall where they may, but you still have to try. one-to-one to to life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, there were, as silly as some of the episodes got, there were times when we'd finished a recording session and I'd kind of sit at home and go, oh, that was really good. I did some things that... (laughs) I was like patting myself on the back, going, "Oh, well, no, I fully thought you were going to say and cried." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found a quiet space to and just I was be so... for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think no, there's it... really like you. There's there's ever been a session I've walked away from that I've been like, like, um, haven't felt better about. Mm. What about life? when you died? 
Oh, no, even when I died, <laughs> even when I died, you know what? That cry was very cathartic. There was a lot going on also in my life. Um, and that was just hit point. It was, it was just hit point. Like I was like, and Marley's dead? Great. Like, you know, like, and that's I it. Have. I'm out. Like, I can't deal. Um, and then rebirth. Yeah. But like, yeah. The, yeah, the games are just intensely, I don't know, like, awesome. Mm. Even mm. when they're hard. Um, yeah, there's a um, fun theory of uh, PTG, post-traumatic growth. Um, it's in the sort of resilience methodology um, where it's building in the capability in people to go through traumatic process and, and use that to build a more resilient self. And there's sort of that because you get to be your character and go through trial and tribulation and then have time to set it down and come back. Um, so you're saying we've all just trauma bonded? It's not. Yeah, absolutely. Aww. Yeah, not real connection. Oh, yeah, is it not real? Bonding. It's because of the hateful guys, emails I've been sending you. Yeah, <laughs> we've just experienced <laughs> hard times together. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like. I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like Arcus was very <laughs> therapy for me. Um, I think you just. Uh, it was very um, a, 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 a choice to to be fun and silly I mm. think a bit mm. with with Arcus and like coming from a positive maybe maybe that's the therapy is like mm. uh, non-toxic positivity <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. sometimes <laughs> a little bit of mischievousness <laughs> yeah I mean well, there, you, there you, you for us, therapist for you you know yeah maybe just having <laughs> a true. positive space to have yeah. fun like, like you know like, like reliably. an emotional support dog you know yeah. Like, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking the so, same oh. thing yeah Arcus was yeah, our buddy. emotional support cloud oh yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. oh there you are <laughs> yeah. you just come talk to me about the um, water cycle <laughs> let me just make and sure you have to wear like a reflective vest so you can go into taverns yeah yeah <laughs> just, um, um, Alex <laughs> also asked, um, and uh, what more did you want for your character that will have to just remain part of their epic destiny? Um, but we'll tackle that at the end as well. That's sort of the yeah. You know, what are the more thoughts that you've had about your character's future? Um, so we'll move on to Waffles asked a bunch of questions that will just rapid fire these. What does the future of for the Kiori look like? Um, they over the next generation they get depowered and they sort of with band four not being in the world anymore they lose their initial spark that brought them to sentience and sapience and yeah through it through the next generation um they just that magic spark sort of slowly fizzles and then band four city it just gets reclaimed by people when they realize that the mice are no longer running the show the mice are just mice mice and there's a shitload of them. Um, but yeah, eventually, eventually the, the idea of Kiori just becomes a myth. People tell each other of like, oh, I heard 200 years ago the, the mice were alive and talking and people were like, nah, great granddad. There's like weird. a um, <laughs> antiques and curiosities trade and like tiny mouse artifacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this was their house. A tiny chain mail. Look at it on your finger. Look at how delicate the little Aww. scrolling is. And that's, why, and that's why we now have Sylvanian families. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Stuffed yeah. in their homes, yeah. <laughs> I um, would still beautiful love... little family. <laughs> I would still NPC really stuff? love... Oh, can I... <laughs> no, no, go. I would still really love at a, at a 
point to maybe um, DM the little uh, in-between Kiori mission idea that I had. Yes. Yeah. Well, we let's do that. that. Yeah. Let's definitely do that. Because <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, and then, so so maybe some more Kiori um, stuff. Who knows? Can we call Yay. it the apocalypse now? <laughs> uh, you, you can if you say it again and it doesn't <laughs> uh, <laughs> click now, out. Now apocalypse so meow? Well, there has to or be a apocalypse mouse. Yeah, no, there would apocalypse mouse. Yeah, there one, would. Like, there is. So successfully, but then, but there. then I feel like it's too close to Maurice and his educated rodents. True, but also being close to prejudice, being close to God. That is true. You're not Rest wrong there. Um, right. yeah. Next question. <laughs> um, what NPC deserves their own spin-off series? Um, I've put a little note in this of um, my thoughts uh, is Stephen, and that I would all say, also say poor to the frog, but we all know now why that can't happen. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh banished him to ban- to Crover's realm and banned for Aiden. So, uh, so Stephen, Stephen get, should get uh, his own spin-off series. Um, I forgot Ben for the other, the other cloud demon who talks like Sid. Oh, Swift. Oh, oh, yeah, Swift. <laughs> he needs his... And um, who's, who was the little goblin thing that everyone yes, hated? that was my vote. The Shab. Oh, not Shab. Nio. Nio the one. Nio. Nio and Shabs should have their own little adventure together. Their voice is the same though. Like for me, it's yeah. just there's one lady goblin voice. <laughs> exactly. It's just this. Exactly. Ah, hey everyone. <laughs> you I really got to diversify your range, Brad. You've got so many male voices. I mean, honestly, there's like a bunch of characters that I'm really interested in. Uh, to the point where I've actually made little one shots about them. Like, I wanted to know more about Jareth the Necromancer, the one who lost Jim the Gem in the first place, so I made a one-shot. But, like, he was fascinating to me. Um, Z- uh, Zathan, the turtle, the leader of, what, one of the leaders mm. of the Resistance. Like, mm. what the hell is his deal, and how did he get there, and, you know? Did that family ever get their post? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. What about uh, Daria, 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 Daria Bright? Uh, how she became like the leader of like you know like like she did. Um, mm. I don't know. There's heaps of questions. Graham yeah. and Larry, where are they? How are yeah. they? Graham, Graham and Larry. Uh, Graham and Larry. Oh my god. Um, who's the one of them left for the UK? The the yeah. guy I always think of is Dibbler. Um, Jobler. 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 Yeah, yeah Jobler. Yeah, he's a prosperity yeah. demon. Yeah. Jobler, yeah, you know, like there's <laughs> heaps of them. I love to hear from again yeah that's one of the three voices i can do (laughs) that pack and save guy in high pitch yeah (laughs) um what is one secret your character had that was never revealed i said the marmalade sandwiches eh yeah that was my that was my big one trestle spin kept marmalade sandwiches under his hat like paddington (laughs) (laughs) that was my big secret um, there was a thing that I wrote in <clears throat> Banffor's original character description, which sort of like was supposed to be his like foundational why he is the way he is now that never actually got seen to, which was like that he was for some reason, well, for obvious reasons, at some point locked up in a dungeon 
um, and tortured. And then through successive like usurpations and like changes of administration, the paperwork was lost, but everyone just sort of assumed he deserved to be there. So it just sort of like continued on. Just so a lot of the like prisoner. Yeah. Well like the sort of like an administrative pri- the so the the idea of like why him be the way him be was this sort of like this um having been careless with people yeah. having been careless with him. Um mm. but like I was like trying to think of how to build in that backstory on the fly, but it never really picked up. That's cool. They also cut his dick off, so yeah. Yeah. Um, Marley wasn't a virgin. She. she oh. Yep. Um, you know. You trollop. You know, back in like the very first like few sessions where she's like, "I hate the Arc Vale," you know, oh, uh, they empire killed your friend because they killed my friend song. because he was singing a song on the road that was mocking Arc Vale Empire and rah rah rah. That was her. That was her boyfriend. So she was mad right from the start because. Like they'd killed the only guy that had distracted her from tap in the first place, like you know. Oh snap! Yeah, and then wow. and then she spent her entire time trying to get back at them, and then it was like, now what? You know, and that's why she ended up kind of yeah, how she was. So tap probably wow. got the right of his life, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> she'd been waiting Jesus. a while. <laughs> oh, there you go. Love that. Thought it might um, have been like a like a like apple from the old. Yeah. <laughs> wow, look at this weird apple, guys! Marley Cox and eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Both eyebrows. <laughs> uh, go to JD. What's your secret? Uh, uh, um, Arcus's parents were withholding. And that's why Argus hugs everyone because they were never (laughs) hugged as a child. (laughs) My parents are water resistant. (laughs) (laughs) Water resistant. Oh, sorry, we shouldn't make fun of you. That's not funny. Uh, I'm that's really a, sorry that yeah, you... Yeah, that was, that, was, that was JD talking about themselves. Now yeah. they're going to talk about Arkansas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, my parents hugged me a lot. I'm very loved. Um, my mum sent me a message the other day that was like, that's why you're my favourite child. <laughs> How many siblings? Screenshot. Um, Ugly child. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I'm the eldest, but I have I have siblings that are half siblings that aren't her kids, but she yeah. she, she oh, has cool, siblings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, I'm also my grandparents' favorite, so that if that gives it more numbers. <laughs> I think I I like to brag about it because I think it's an achievement being queer and yeah. trans and coming from a very religious household and still somehow being the favorite. Uh, the way I do it, here's the trick, kids. Um, I ask people how they are, and I I offer to help out, and I talk to my grandparents like they're people. Um, yeah. Wow, you, you two can be the family favorite. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah my my family had surgeries and stuff, so I called them to make sure they were okay. So I'm the. Fa- <laughs> wow. wow, I would never do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I would weird. never even think to. Just so um, weird. Yeah. It's so nice. you, you and my cousins and brother apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, life's yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. But it's easier for me when I ignore others' problems. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Quick, yeah, quick. There you go. Yeah. Dust, hey, dusty. Learn that one, kids. Let's work. What's got dusty? Did you just asked. Um, I thought you were bringing would... up Dostoevsky. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> As Dostoevsky said, um, uh, Dusty said, "How would the trajectory of the story have changed if the Squatters had taken out?" the bridge held by Arkvale at the start, the, the lifeblood crossing, the one where instead of that, you guys went into the forest and you met Goror and he helped you across the river and things. Um, so the trajectory would have changed quite a lot because you wouldn't have been able to take the bridge. You just flat out would have been overrun. You would have been captured by Arkvale and you would have been taken to Fort Pithlock and you wouldn't have met Trantus Grifton. You wouldn't have met um, like Smith Corman or uh, Foxworthy the Hog. We wouldn't have delivered mail at that random fucking homestead. You wouldn't deliver mail at that random homestead. <laughs> Trestle Spoon wouldn't have been a postman. You wouldn't have had Jim the Gem, so you wouldn't have met Haydad. Oh, I so have like, post for you. I'm the postman. Okay, thank you. Where is it? It's <laughs> Pebble. <laughs> One of my favourite moments, which is it was it was just such an expected issue. I saw you walking into that door from ages back. I, I like, know oh, we were all like, "What the hell is he gonna do?" <laughs> He has this people in my pocket. The and then, and then what? <laughs> the postman doesn't go in the house. And then the, the old people just asking each other, were you expecting a people with Brad just stalling? Because he has no idea what he's supposed also, to do. Also, when was the centralised postal system invented? <laughs> and then and then Bam 4 yeah. asking in a metagame, hey, bro, have you still got my people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gave it away. Oh, oh too good. Too oh, good. Man. oh, wow. Okay. So it really would have like, had yeah. a massively different trajectory. Yeah. The story would have been completely different. Like, because you wouldn't have met Haydet. You wouldn't have been doing the God Hearts thing. Um, you would have gone to Fort Pithlock and if I would have presented you with some kind of like escape situation where if you then made it to the nearest city, which was Dantonair, you would have joined the resistance or been presented with that and used Dantonair as sort of a base to do resistance missions instead. So it would have been a very mm. resistance focused campaign instead of mm. um, like following the God's plan campaign. So it would have been a completely different story if you'd gone for that bridge. Wow. Instead, we had Goro and his yum yums. Oh, <laughs> but would we have changed it? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the moment I figured out, like D and D and my place in it was like creative solutions that are smart, dumb, mm-hmm. mm. and also like the find your audience thing. We're yep. like, no one's going to make everyone laugh or everybody understand them. But every now and then, there's a character that you think is probably in your wheelhouse, whether you're like spinning them from a rope or mm. you're able to talk to them because you've both got the dumb brain. Yeah. There's someone there for everyone. Yeah. I think nice. that was also the moment that I felt that we really found our groove in there too, as a team, like just around mm. that piece where I was like, mm. this is appalling, but I actually love it. Like, you know, like I can, I'm, they're going to have these great creative left field solutions and I'm going to just be here to carry the story. I see how this goes uh, and I love it. I'm here for it. The dynamic you know? was born. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's appalling, and then always reinforced. 
Yeah, at pretty much every point. <laughs> yep, that's still appalling, <laughs> but I still love it. Yep. Um, <laughs> we need to we need to wrap this up quite quickly, so I'll quick fire answer the the next few questions just myself, the ones that are aimed at me anyway, and then we'll jump into, um, uh, yeah, your characters' futures, what what other additional thoughts you have, and then we'll say goodbye forever. So um, yeah, why did so dust dusty again? Why did Gillif so easily surrender the empire when its power could have been used to aid Crover in the final battle? Um, my answer to that is arrogance. Um, by that point, she had just learned that Sasha was back in the world, and so her goal of um, getting rid of the brute wall and then being able to come back as a dragon, her favoured form, um, could now be fulfilled. So she didn't really care about the empire at all she didn't see any value in it because she didn't think anyone would be strong enough to stop her so she's basically like oh that was fun for a while but i don't need it anymore and like the crumbling of of a kingdom or an empire would actually cause quite a lot of chaos in the world which would distract people so she could just get on and do whatever she wants like Mm. a world in chaos is a lot easier to conquer than a world of ordered soldiers and what have you Um, what so squished or reese um asked what's one item brad wishes he hadn't given the players uh in hindsight like (laughs) nothing like i'm glad everything i gave you um worked out for the best but i initially regretted immediately the dimension locker um (laughs) because i gave it i gave it to the players but they became such a good it was so funny yeah well that's the thing. Yeah. I gave it and to you all. I completely as, forgot it existed in so many as, situations where it would help. That's why I stopped regretting it. Um, <laughs> so much. That's why I stopped regretting it, Oliver, because I, like, I initially gave it to you as sort of basically just a reskinned bag of holding. Like you could put stuff in mm. and just forget about it and grab it when you need it. And I, but also Haydet could put things in too. But then mm. one of you asked, like, I think it was Josh, like, can Haydet talk to us through it? And like an idiot, I was like, yeah. Cool, so now we have Google. Yeah, but then I, re- I realized I had given you a limitless source of knowledge way too early in the game. Hey, look, we didn't, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the problem like, is, that's, is we that's didn't... why I stopped. That we is... didn't know the questions to ask, so we were never going to yeah. be able to find out everything mm. we needed to know. That's mm. why I stopped regretting it, because I was just like, oh, they're too dumb to know what they have. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. I would say it was like on par with you letting me be a kind of, um, yeah. uh, yeah, a clown, yeah, <laughs> like, like get away with all of my like physics nonsense. Yeah. Because yeah. we were trapped in the cabin club yeah, we were. Um, yeah, we were. and I was like, can I just evaporate through the bars? And you were like, oh, go on, roll for it. And then from that point on, it was like established that I could float and walk through things. <laughs> yep, it was great. Oh, nice. What was because the... Fuck me. There was a thing we were supposed to do, right? Like, it was like a keys puzzle? Yeah, we, we yeah, all it was had a, it was keys a in a chest yeah. in our bu- room, but it wasn't a... the key for our cage. It was like, yeah. the keys were for different cages. It was, it was yep. just going to be a, a quick swap and change communication puzzle of like, I have your key, you have their key, they have my key. But yeah, Arcus was like, I just leave. And I was like, <laughs> can I walk out? <laughs> And then had to go back that's, in that's to the kind get of the, the key. out of the box thinking that I brought into this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, it was great. That's true. I did have to go back. And disturbed one NZ, uh, Steve says, "What player choice shocked or surprised Brad the most?" There's too many. Actually, no. I'm going to say Oliver made so much happen in chapter three 
that wouldn't have otherwise happened. I, I, my intention for, ch- for chapter three was that I would say at the start, you've got one week before the queen will have an audience with you. Like, and I thought, we'll summarize what you do in one week, and then we'll quickly go to meeting the queen, like straight away. Mm. Cut to 17 episodes later, Fan 4 <laughs> has invented a new drug, <laughs> created a criminal empire, and become like king of his own subsidy. And I'm like, oh yeah, that shouldn't, none of that should have happened. <laughs> And it was meant to be a quick five-minute summary of Molly what you do in a Molly gets her haircut. Like, that was a weird... Yeah. That was a weird... Fan 4 consolidates <laughs> criminal empires under a single head. So, yeah, chapter three chapter. was 26 episodes long, and it should have been, like, eight. Yeah. <laughs> I just sort of figured out kind of early on that um, if something sounded like it would be really cool... And like would fit with the world, but in a way that Brad wouldn't have imagined. I can mm. pretty much get away with it. Mm. Yep. Like, I can probably just like slip it in. But also, I got like I was trying to figure out the other day using a mo- using like a short lobby brush how an axe sword would work, and I couldn't not stab myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> In you my mind, it's a kayak. One. It has to be a kayak. Yeah, no, like it's got to be kayak. But it's Darth Maul at that point, you know? But when one end's much heavier... Yeah. yeah. It's impractical. It's Because the, the weapon is meant to just be a symbol of death. Mm. Um, mm. And then, Why? yeah, when I described it as a symbol that you guys saw on a wall, and Oliver, you made a comment of like, oh, Banfor wants one. So I was like, all right, when you okay. meet the god of knowledge, you're going to get one. Because my, my thought would, like, one of the things I wanted to do was, like, get it kind of, like, cut in half and given, like, a little joystick thing mm. so that I could, like, unclip it. Then I have an axe and a sword mm. and yep. stick it back together. Yeah, cool. I thought the same thing. I, I was going to have it modified. Have it enchanted. Yeah, but then I got a magical shield as well, so I was like, let's not be, let's not be too thirsty about the, the magic. <laughs> yeah. What other questions have we got? That is it for the questions. I, I skipped a couple, um, but you were typing some there that you were getting presumably live from the, the mm-hmm. Discord. Yes. Um, do fur birds make good pillows? That sounds like it's coming from Dusty. Um, uh, it's not, actually. That was Reese. Oh. <laughs> Reese, okay. Uh, yes, they're very soft. Uh, fuck, marry, kill NPC version. I would fuck um, Porter the Frog. I would marry Porter the Frog. And yep. if I were Josh, I would kill Porter the Frog. Correct, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to answer the same for all NPCs. <laughs> Get them in a big pile, take a weekend off. Let's go. Uh, I pretty much did mine, I think. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, kill Spritey. Uh, fuck that. Oh, yeah, we made the child-shaped person. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully Mary Jeff. I don't know. We'll see. Um, did your characters evolve over the story in ways you weren't expecting? That's a good final question before we go into yeah the end game. That's a question for you guys, not me. In ways mm. that we weren't expecting. I had no idea what to expect, so um, I was glad uh, Trestle Spoon evolved at all. That was good. Yeah. He had a love interest. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. He oh. did. Neither did I. And that's only because I rolled so high on um, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that we ended up saying Shirongus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a wonderful evolution. Icon. And that's where he ends, you know? What's the ship name? Yeah. For Trissel Spoon uh, and Shirongus. What's the ship name? Oh. Trissel Gus. Shirong Spoon. Yeah, Shirong Spoon. Spoonus. Oh, Spoonus. Spoonus is very good. Spoonus. Yeah, okay, great. Spoonus. That's everything. I love that. There we go. Spoonus. I think Molly actually was way more serious than I thought she'd be. Also, I imagined her. As, as going to see her family as soon as she could. And then I kept realizing that Marley wouldn't go see her family yet. Like Marley, who she was. I have to, to send her off to see her family now felt like a cop out. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. I don't know. I don't know that Bamford grew as much as he acted a lot more. Like, I just kind of just saw him as, like, a bit of a big lumbering oaf. <laughs> and sort of, like, he'd just sort of be there for, like, some witty quips or some semi-witty quips and, like, smash mash and me, me big strong. Um, mm. But then I sort of, as he exited his previous situation um, and sort of joined this quite dynamic group and this, like, evolving world and stuff, he sort of started picking something up and then got sort of the God influence thing. So I was able to sort of figure it out in my head that like he can get smarter yeah, or at least more cunning um, I, and also the chaos thing. Yeah. I thought like the, when you in, like interacted with your dad, that whole piece and Bamfor was quite a different character after that. Like a little mm. bit, a little bit more serious and a little bit more like goal focused, mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, like there's sort of like those moments of kind of closure yeah. for him maybe, but then like also not to like overstate the psychology of it, because I'm going to be honest, I was pretty high for like seasons one through three. So like. <laughs> yeah. No, no shit. <laughs> yeah. I think Brad does some very good cutting of the sound of lighters. Um, so. <laughs> mm, I, I feel like with Arcus, um. Like, Arcus's journey's been a very, like, fish-out-of-water journey as far as, like, in Fate of Eisen. So a lot of it was about, like, I don't know what this world is like, and I'm different. Um, <laughs> like, obviously, at the start, his character, the, the their character's more... Um, when we go back and we did the sort of backstory stuff, the character's more... Uh, entrenched in those like social hierarchy class system stuff but when Argus is thrust into Aizen there's none of that uh, social grouping to do with them anymore so they have to kind of throw that away and meet everyone on equal footing (laughs) which kind of happens but um, uh, yeah I think if if there was an opportunity for Argus to like do more there'd be more growth i think later as well because they're just at the point now where it's like now i see myself as a hero and can go out and fight and actually make positive impact instead of just like trying to appease my family or um i don't know that kind of stuff (laughs) is that (laughs) is that growth (laughs) I'd say that's gross. Arcus grew many hats on his, on their head. Um. <laughs> that's not gross in change. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, like from the, are we doing the where to from here question? 
Yeah, right? is that, 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 that the yeah. segue? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, th that's all that's left for the entire Apple Squadeth arc. Um, we already added at the end of the Crover fight um, what you uh, in the immediate moment think is the future of your character. Uh, but we've had two months since we recorded that. Um, so if you've had any additional thoughts or any retcons, um, yeah, take it away. Whoever wants to discuss the the future of their character, I'll do it. Um, yeah, Arcus. Uh, I think we talked about like traveling around Eisen a little bit with Zeph, and then eventually going back and sorting out some things at home. I feel like there's probably some kind of romantic subplot in there somewhere at a point. Like Arcus didn't have any <laughs> romantic anything at all, really, except for maybe well, there was a jungle orgy. There was the jungle orgy, and there was. I mean, I think it, he, they were definitely coming on to Shabs at a point. I think um, multiple woos were tried and failed. I believe. <laughs> um, so maybe some like actual something there. Um, yeah, I think I think it would be really interesting to see how Arcus would deal with the like being a solid part of two worlds now um yeah yeah would would Arcus plane shift back and forward between Ison and Skyland now well they certainly have the ability to <laughs> so yeah I think maybe especially like the Kyori being like a little bit worshipful of them towards the end there probably didn't do amazing for Arcus's ego um, but in a good way, maybe Arcus kind of sees themselves as a bit of a, like, cloud patron saint that comes down to help out with issues. Yeah. Sweet. Mine's nice and easy. Um, um, I think Bamford is drifts. I mean, like, he's he's not, uh, I would say, potentially less than um, Arcus in ways attached to the world. Like, he's sort of... Uh, got a chance to do something with his life and that's kind of done so he's always sort of been quite static if not moved by an outside force so I really just think he drifts you know yeah so I, I had at the end of the Crover fight where you sort of let um, Banfor get sucked into oblivion mm. um, but I, I kind of I took away some of your agency, or all of your agency, and I had um, Sorgamul sort of reach out and grab you at the last moment and take you to her realm. Mm. Um, we can totally retcon if, if that oh, does no, take no. away the agency you wanted. Um, but like, I thought I'd describe for you what that realm is, mm. which um, is basically like it's a realm of death where there's like all sorts of there's like a bone dragon that you know that you've skull fucked. Um, there's like Where's all sorts of crazy monsters. Tale? with an electric scorpion tail that's right <laughs> and basically anytime like you can do whatever you want there and anytime you die you just go back to that same spot where you started mm. so it's like a video game where you just keep going back to the start like if if that is what you choose to allow for banfall would would he just like fight to the death forever um i think like violence for banfall has always been a means to a very immediate end like it's not like like he does like he, from memory doesn't seem to seek out violence but like knows it well when it is on the on on the cards and knows how to do that very well and knows how to talk himself into it and that sort of stuff so he doesn't really turn down well, violence yeah god no i mean like revels in it in a, in a very bestial way but he's not like 
going to be out there like pit fighting like his dad would sort of thing like he's not like in it for the glory so like the idea of just being washed in violence for ever and ever isn't like cool um so i think he'd probably just sort of get himself a pool of calm probably by just nailing people to the floor so that they can't die and have to just be there so he'd probably just go around the world realm like as much as possible just nailing people to the ground um so, so that they would just give him some peace and quiet um because you can do a lot of stuff to someone before they die you know <laughs> perfect Lovely. band for answer that's so painful just it's but there's the thing it's a solution like violence is a, is a is you know violence is never the answer unless the question is what are we going to do today um, <laughs> I think um, in my head, I had Trestlespoon going on a Bilbo Baggins kind of adventure. He goes on his adventure and he comes back to Hobbiton and he settles down and he lives there the rest of his days with Sharongus. Uh, but I think uh, going on the adventure, he's been through. He's been through too much and he's whetted his appetite for adventure now. And I think. Um, Maybe he'd get sick of Sharongus and want to go out into the world and uh, get himself back in the trouble and maybe rediscover his family and, um, yeah, go rogue. Maybe Sharongus could join him. Maybe. In my head, I think he's just going to get sick of Sharongus. <laughs> I think uh, Sharongus was a, a fantasy. Right. An ideal he had in his head and then he goes like, back the and he's like... Ending. So I have to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But he returns and he's like, "This isn't the illusion's gone. This isn't actually what I wanted." It's like <laughs> yeah. at the end of the 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 Graduate, where Dustin Hoffman's sitting next to the girl, <gasps> and then he's sitting there after going through this whole crazy effort to get her. Then he's sitting on the bus and he's going, "Oh, what the fuck? What have I done? I don't want to be with this." You're like, so I think "Oh, I just had me. FOMO." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Heading off to war, so you promise to marry your sweetheart when you get back, and then. Yeah, you go yeah. through everything with her in your mind, and you get back, you're like, fuck. Yeah, was... yeah, this is, oh dear. She yeah. just wants to kind of hang around. Oh, I know. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> oh, oh actually, I have to go adventuring. I am so hyped for the one-off uh, the one D&D uh, session we're going to have in a couple of years, where it's um, Arcus and Marley. now in their 40s and 50s. <laughs> yeah, 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 and they're all joining <laughs> up to the old Sorghumol's got sick of Bamford yeah. nailing everything to the goddamn ground and has kicked <laughs> yeah. him back to the material yeah. plane for a, like, to just get he rid of him for a day. in the realm of death. It <laughs> yeah. seems pretty weird to have, like, you know, a, a whole set of, like, administrated rules, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sorghumol is just like, just leave me alone for just a day. Just a day. I just you need go. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. I'm here for um, Put the nails down. Yeah. Uh, Marley, uh, Marley does do what she pretty much said at the end, um, where she, she goes and she finally sees her family and she says, I did it, but I did it wrong. Um, and she sort of has like a bit of a, a kind of an emotional breakdown, which they try and fix with tap. Um, because, you know, luckily for her tap is still, uh, has feelings for her and she still has feelings for tap and that's real. Um, but they kind of make her focus on that and they like, you know, they like, Oh, we'll throw you a wedding and everything will be great and it'll be wonderful. You know, um, you'll, you'll be happy then. 
uh, and then we get the craft orchard back up and running and all of that kind of stuff, but she's still not happy. Like she's like, I, I you know, I, I still, I still did it wrong. I did it wrong, you know? Uh, and she, uh, upon a few years later, she actually contacts, um, the leaders of the resistance that was, and is like, I need you. We need to do this right. I've got an idea. And she does something which changes Aizen forever. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. With, Ooh. Yeah, with the help of the resistance, Mali does something. What are they drastic. resisting at that point? Yeah, well, uh, in her head, Crover slash Trantis is this overarching threat which is going to drop any day now. And so they need to be ready. They need to solve this problem before it becomes, you know, another surge, another whatever it is. So, another surge. Yeah. So, so she wants to get out in front of it, basically, before it happens again. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So that's what cool. Marley kind of spends her twilight years doing until she's old, you know, is just completely focused on this one task. Yep. Wow. So um, that's, yeah, that's all your characters. Uh, and so, yeah, Trantis, as we know, became God of Power because he took up the mantle from Crover. Um, Oliver, I think it was you earlier who asked, um, like you, you said you were curious about what would have happened if no one had, mm. uh, I did write something for each eventuality. Um, so if no one, uh, took up Crover's mantle, the, the ramifications, uh, that there would be no more raw magic in the world. Uh, it's just not a thing anymore. There's no more surge, uh, and all powerful magic casters just kind of lose a lot of their power. Like all magic druids, clerics, everything become a lot weaker um, and also since Hodge was made up with raw magic, he will puff away out of existence. So, uh, and, and the gods would warn you that there's now an imbalance in the realms where, cause there's supposed to be 12 gods. Now there's only 11 and all of the realms where Crover had some kind of domain are starting to crumble and like trillions of lives across the realms are in danger and they're like desperately fleeing into like whatever realms will take them, including Ison. So Ison gets overrun by people refugees. from all these all these other realms who are just like our our entire existence is about to be deleted so like mm. we're here now um also we breathe much less nitrogen than this and ah yeah so like there would have been huge massive instability on like a like a cosmos kind of level that you prevented by someone it being trained as in the end someone taking that mantle yeah however we also prevented an age of science by keeping magic in as the dominant form of figuring things out and getting things done. Yep. Essentially. It's the Dark Ages still. Mm -hmm. It's a witch hunt. Yep. That's it. That's the fate of Ison. That's it. Story one. The apple squatteth. <laughs> wow. Obviously, Ison continues, and a new story will be told with new characters. Oh my god, don't fucking cry. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. 
Uh, no, that was actually me trying not to burp on camp. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a cry first and yeah. realised it was gas. Yeah. Um, very desperately <laughs> trying not to burp. Um, uh, hilariously, one of the live Discord questions was actually, hey, Jules, what are you eating right now? Um, uh, to which I say nothing, but I was drinking a 0% beer, which nearly came up and really hit the podcast in a big way. Cheapest. <laughs> Zero percent beer that is also citrus. Yes. We will have words about your choices. <laughs> I bought them for my dad. He doesn't drink. And he's had so much COVID that his sense of taste is gone. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Oh, and uh well, one more question for you, Trestle Spoon. Did any members of your old mm. school orgy team survive the battle with the Golden Army? <gasps> Oh, I think so. They, they weren't in it. Oh, well, so I guess they all. Oh, there we go. <laughs> they were we all somewhere else getting fucked. Yep. So there you As go. they do. And also fucking. <laughs> they were at the orgy <laughs> championships, actually. It's a team. Yeah. So uh, I guess for okay, those so- of you who have uh, listened to this and 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 uh, listened all the way through, uh, there's a wee teaser for the next arc. Uh, Marley's actions will determine. Uh, what happens in the next story that is told in Aizen. And will the orgy team finally beat their rivals? <sighs> Who <Turn> knows? <laughs> yeah. Coming first is coming last. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd say at the end of every recording session, thank you all very much for joining me. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining me for the last four years to make this. Shit. Craziness. Yeah. Four years. Thunk it. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, thanks, thanks Brad. for inviting me onto the podcast. Thanks for all the work, Brad. Yeah, thank you, thanks for all the Xbox, man. Thanks, yeah, t- yeah, give him more compliments. He loves it. Um, <laughs> I like your voices that you do, like Porter and the and the pack and save guy. And uh, yeah. I, like I like bringing up that you rapped with Scribe. That's one of my favorite things. Um, I like the way that you run the entire Twitter, and I occasionally get on there, like once every six months or something and you do such a good job of like interacting with the fans it's incredible you do really good things the bef- i'm gonna hit stop because this is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> bye 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 oh, and that's, bye. that's yeah. the end of the series yeah. i hated all of you sad. <laughs>